Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. So we're back with another great podcast this week. And this week we have got our new coach on our team, Anthony Grove. Now Ant has come through our mentoring program. So, and now he's delivering these own sessions and leading in many of our community sessions and entering his way into our school programs too. So we thought it'd be a great idea to get him on the podcast and introduce him to all of our listeners and followers. So then uh, for those that are, ever, that are getting to meet him out and about, get to know him a little bit and where he's come from and his background. So grab yourself a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Hey, Ant, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, not good. Yeah, all good, mate. All good this end. So just, uh, I'm off on holiday next week. So just, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Just getting everything tied up now. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> good work. So I thought I'd get you on here as you now now join the team. You're one of our new coaches. So I'd, uh, I yeah. thought I'd get you on to introduce you to all our listeners because obviously uh, people are going to be seeing you around a lot more at schools and at community events and stuff like that. So it would be good to give a little insight into who is Anthony. So, okay. all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So let's start with then. So what's your background? Tell us a bit about your background. Um, oh, well, <laughs> as you probably know, growing up, um, it was, uh, grew up from quite a mad house, big family, uh, six of us all living in the house. Um, so it's quite rowdy, quite lively, many people in and out. Um, so early, early stages, it was fun is the best yeah. way to describe it. <laughs> um, uh, and then obviously, you know, going up, going up, once I started getting to the sort of, as a teenager, um, you know, hormones started kicking in and, um, started going off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is when, um, yeah, you know, that was sort of the transition between what I, you know, what I could have done, what I could have gone one basically it's that, that split road, isn't it? It's yeah. you know, one way or the other. Unfortunately, I took the, the wrong path for a little while. Um, and, you know, in, in a roundabout kind of way, it's actually made me land up here, which is... That's right, yeah. Yeah, so... Everything for a reason, eh? That's what is, it really is, yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of, in a very brief summary... Without going into the nitty gritties, that is mm. the best way I could describe it to you. Yeah, no, without, that's fine. Yeah. Without, yeah, without so saying looking... anything too incriminating. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, yeah. So like you're from Tunbridge, aren't you? So yeah, I, it, yeah. I've known you since you was about three. Athletes, I, I think you was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you're saying about with your sister, and I used to yeah. come round and yeah. uh, you used to be running around in your Thundercats pajamas and your pants, running yeah. around, <laughs> screaming, jumping from yeah. Swinging off your brother Ben's neck and wrestling Absolutely. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, exactly. I've always had it in me. Always been yeah, fighting. Yeah, that's yeah. Good fun. Good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, good stuff. And then it's like a big circle, isn't it? I didn't speak to you for, it God, is. what, 10, yeah. 15 years? And then yeah. the next minute you're back working with us. I know. Weird. Yeah. I remember messaging you. Oh, mm-hmm. I must have been 16. I must have been because I was just about to move to Hastings. Mm. And um, I remember messaging you then because you were just—I think you might have just started up your, your own sort of boxing um, mm. with your boxing. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was round about that time. Anyway, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, then. 
Um, and of course, I think you referred me to Hastings West Hill uh, Boxing Club, um, which I did eventually uh, start mm -hmm. training at. Um, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't straight away. Um, I've always, I've always wanted to box. I've always had, I've always loved boxing. For yeah. As I can remember, I remember Callum um, had Ben Eubank one on the old VHS. On yeah, a, yeah, on yeah. A VHS. And I remember grabbing that. I used to go in his room and I used to raid all of his stuff. And I remember pulling out. <laughs> the and I and I and I saw that, and I, I would have been no older than about ten. And I remember watching that fight, and I just fell in love with it. Ever since then, started mm. playing games, started watching all the all the clips, all everything, absolutely everything. So, um, absolutely mad for it. Um, but it was about then, yeah, going off track. It was about then that I actually decided to, you know, I started getting into work and started to mm. start to talk better myself. Yeah. No, good. So, yeah, so just talking about how, like how you got into boxing, you were down in Hastings at this time, wasn't you? Yeah, you, yeah you absolutely. You saw the chaps down there, didn't you? That's it, yeah. So, um, like I say, shortly after I sort of messaged you, I spoke to you about it. Um, we moved to Hastings. Uh, I started working on like groundwork and stuff and um, traveling all over the place doing that. Um, and I was getting back at the time, I was getting back quite early and I thought, yeah, do you know what? I want to fill my evenings up with something. Um, so, you know, I'm going to give the boxing club a call or I'm going to go down there, I'm going to try it out. And um, I did that. What an experience. I did it at a late age as well. I did it, mm. I, I don't think I started it till I was about 19. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I never had any intentions in competing. I never had any intentions of taking it any further. I just I wanted the thrill of, you know, going in there and just letting off some steam and, you know, sparring. I was sparring quite a lot, which was, again, very, very good. Um, yeah. But it, I knew it wasn't where I wanted to be. That, also, that, that changed your path, though, didn't it? Doing, oh, that, doing oh, that changed your path, didn't it? Massively, massively. Um, uh, I just... Overall, going to the boxing club, my, my I've always suffered a little bit with mental health issues growing up. Yeah. Again, a lot of it probably down to what I was doing or what life was like at home, blah, blah, blah. But when I started doing that, the different, the impact that had on my mental health, the actual atmosphere of the club, doing what I was doing physically as well as working, my self-esteem absolutely skyrocketed. It went through the roof. And, um, and, you know, from a, so even from a non-physical point of view, from a mental um, point of view or an, a, a mental health aspect, I think it's, it, there's nothing better than it. There, no. there really isn't. There really isn't. Mm, no, that's right, isn't it? I always use the, um, the saying that you never see anyone hitting a punch bag or hitting the pads without a smile on their face, do you? I love it. And like you say, and then you, you get a lot of kids as well, especially the ones that we work with in the community, they turn up um, and they're, you know, they have low self-esteem. Um, mm. Put that down to a lot of things these days, you know, like social media and the things that get, you know, the constant pressure on them these days. I think they are under a lot of pressure. Mm. So when they turn up, they are, they almost think that we see high expectations of them. This is the impression that I get. I think that they always think that they've got a, you know, they're, they're doing something wrong and stuff, but it's not about that. It's about building them. And after their first session, like you say, every single one of them going with a smile on their face. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's what it's about, isn't it? So, mm. yeah. No, 100%. That's exactly what it's about. It's not, like in the work we do with Olympia, it's not about com competitive boxing. Like we, we signpost the kids that 
that want to take it to the competitive side, we signpost them to their nearest affiliated England boxing club. Absolutely. But the but the job of what we do is we use boxing as the tool to engage them in a positive um, manner, isn't it? And then and provide us by us providing like positive role models to help them get yeah. in because there's been many a times over the years that I've I've got kids into football teams because yeah. that's what they want that's what they yeah. want to do they don't want to be yeah. boxers but they want to right. be like footballers and stuff like that but mm. they use boxing for keeping fit and it's also like channeling their aggression and stuff like that um, yeah. so it, there's there's many many masks to it isn't there and, and yeah. outlets from it they're really well, yeah, sorry, go on, carry on. No, yeah, no, it, it, like I was just about to say, um, uh, I can certainly say from, from my point of view, if, if there's, there was something around um, like Olympia Boxing when I was mm. growing up, I, you know, I, I would never would have been the next Muhammad Ali or, or mm. as ferocious as Mike Tyson and all the rest of it, but I, w I would certainly be on a different path because I would have found something that I could, I could vent to. Yeah, channel somewhere else. Absolutely. Channel channel all the um the energy that I had, whether it be yeah. good or bad, I would have channeled it all into that and I know I would because I was always that's what, and that, it was exactly it's the old saying, isn't it? it like there's so many stories out there that this yeah. this this loved beloved sport of ours that yeah that does that for it, it done it to me, didn't it? Like you know you yeah. you know yeah. me growing up I was a little shit and the um yeah. the, he, uh, then I found this sport and just never looked back. He didn't, you know, no. see me doing anything else apart from this sport. Now it's always yeah. every day from the moment I open my eyes to close, it's something to do with this sport. So yeah, it's the uh, it's the boxing bug. And it's very easy to catch, and once you've got it, I don't think you ever lose it. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. No, really no, you don't. I think it, it captivates you more than. In my opinion, it captivates you more than anything else, any other sport. It really yeah. does. I've played yeah. football, I've played cricket, I've played, you know, I, I, I like to think myself as quite a sporty person. Yeah. There's nothing that has captivated me more than boxing. There is something. No, that's right. It's because it's such a, it's a hard sport, isn't it? It's a hard sport. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. not just just physically hard sport, but to, to learn yeah. the craft of it and, and be good at it, at it. But it takes a lot of destiny. Uh, discipline and hard work but it's, it's also that factor that that what you do is what you get out of it like so what you put in is what you get out of it but but it's all you like especially yeah. like from a competitive element or even just training element where everything that you achieve in that boxing gym or in the ring is all you there's no other like it's no like football there's 10 other people around you it's all you everything is on you so it's that that great big self satisfaction isn't it and proud moments like the um like you never get like you ask any boxer that's ever competed, you'll never ever forget the feeling of having your hand raised, and 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 also you don't ever ever forget seeing your opponent's hand raised either. You no, don't ever right. forget that. No, you never forget that's, it. That's like, there's, there's, there's both. Yeah. When you get that boxing bug, both of them feelings are the things that you never forget. You never forget the elation and satisfaction and of achievement when you've won about, but you yeah. also never forget the bloody disappointment when you've been beaten. <laughs> like, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's one of them things. Like, it, you'll never forget. It's the roller coaster, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. yeah. Like, you go yeah. football, rugby, anything like that, you lose a match, you forgot about it by Monday. Like, yeah. like you just move on, don't you? But yeah, you're boxing, you, 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 you sit on there and you, yeah. and you and you temper on it for, like, you stay on it for ages until you go yeah. and get, pick up that next win and stuff. But yeah. who's your idols then growing up? Who's your boxing idols once oh. you got into boxing? 
Well, obviously, like I say, my first ever uh, match, although it happened back in 1990. Yeah, same as yeah. mine. Now, I remember oh. watching it live with my mum and dad. That was the first yeah. bout I watched. So how, old, how, so, how old would you have been about then, then, 1990? This is showing your age now. 1990, I'd have been five. Oh, bloody hell, I was yeah. born in 85, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I remember watching Saturday Night Fight Live, sat on the living yeah, the room floor. Big Big fights live. Mm, it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's as a, the earliest one I remember, whether that was before, I don't think it was. I think that was '93. I was just thinking Tyson Bruno too. Yeah. I remember walking up to my uncle's at three o'clock in the morning. There was about <laughs> a two-mile walk with my dad. Yeah. We walked all the way out my uncle's, and it was done in three rounds. The walk to my uncle's took longer than the fight. Yeah, and, that's uh, the walked home. Everyone expected that with the Tyson fight, though, didn't mm. they? That's the thing. Mm. You, you get your money's worth, but you don't. Yeah. They're time. my two earliest memories, yeah. they are, of, of watching boxing. I remember Steve Collins as well, but the two standouts is Ben Eubank and Tyson Bruno. But who was your, like, apart from that, who was your idol? Sorry, who, yeah. who? So, uh, like I say, the one, that, the one that captivated me was Nigel Ben, just because, mm. just because he was just so exciting. Yeah. Um, and then the more... I watched the sport and the more I watched little clips here and there on YouTube and started buying little DVDs and, mm. and watching for old footage, you, you can't not Sugar Ray Robinson at all. You no, just can't. No, everything no. that he does is just beautiful. It's I think he's the greatest. I think he's he, the greatest. He, he, there's, there's no, there is no... Uh, talent-wise, talent-wise, I think he eclipses Ali a little bit. He's, I he's think he does. Normal. Well, you think he, Ali, actually based himself off of Sugar Ray Robinson. In fact, mm. I read Rob, uh, Robinson's... Um, uh, biography one and uh, I think it tells a story of Ali when he was about 11 I think coming up to him and, um, and he was he his hero wasn't he yeah he was yeah and and it's it's quite a sad sight really when you see I think Ali was he going out for Sonny Liston at the time um, and you see like an old sort of dishevelled Sugar Ray Robinson next to him who's completely outshadowed by him because yeah. he's loud he's brash and you've got Sugar Ray Robinson standing next to him who is Arguably pound for pound, the best yeah. the time, and you just you, you forget it's even him because you've got mm. Ali, such a big that's it. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people say Ali's only the greatest because he told you he was. Yeah, he never did, he never stopped telling everyone, but he is like he changed the face of the sport, like, and he was a phenomenal heavyweight, wasn't he? Like, Absolutely. you can't you can't knock that, you can't take that away, but yeah, no, I think I think my number one's Ray Robinson, number two's Ali, the greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah, you can argue. I mean, there's there's you the list goes on. You've got the Joe Lewis's, you've got Henry Armstrong's. It depends, you know, it depends what decade you want to bring. Um, right now, I think the best heavyweight is Tyson Fury. Mm. Um, but the boxer that interests me the most and what, what I would love to do or be able to do something that their team are doing, and that's the Lomachenko. Mm. I think mm. that they are changing the sport. I think that gen you are going to have a lot of new talent uh, and they're all going to base themselves off of that. Yeah, style. a lot of people, they can't go wrong basing their footwork on his footwork, oh, can they? He's oh, got the best footwork that's ever moved. Like. Doing things that people just aren't doing. And yeah, again, yeah. Fury, in, in, in worlds apart, but he is doing things in the heavyweight division that these heavyweights just don't have these days. No, that's right, yeah. yeah no, that's got fleet, fleet of foot, but, isn't it? Fleet of foot. Mm, mm. It's, no, it's amazing, isn't it? It's a yeah. um, no, great sport, isn't it? You yeah, just, love it. We talk about yeah. it all day. The, um, so you came through, you came through our mentoring program that we run last year. Yeah. Then up to like yeah. just before the pandemic, um, you were on it for like six months and done yeah. all your qualifications and everything. How did you find the program? 
fantastic. I feel like it would have, at the time, it would have been the only way I could have got into coaching. Mm. Because, um, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not exactly a secret, but before that, um, I'd had quite a bad mental breakdown. Mm. So I'd wanted to do all these things before. In fact, it actually happened. Funnily enough, it happened at, well, West Hill. So I was, uh, I remember we were sitting there doing the circuit training and just, you know, you have, it was basically a panic attack. And uh, I was going there through the anxiety. And I remember standing up in the, just in the middle of all the circuit training and everyone's doing their thing. I went to walk out and I remember Johnny saying to me, he's like, where are you going? <laughs> I said, oh, I don't feel well, I'm going home. And he's like, go and sit in the, in the changing rooms. Didn't even give it a second thought, went in the changing rooms, grabbed my bag and walked out. Worst thing I ever did. Mm. For two years after that, it was... It was, it was, I lost everything. I was, uh, I ended up being homeless, um, lost my job because I just couldn't work. My boss wanted me to work. I, I loved working with him, but I couldn't do it. Um, so for two years, it was literally, I, I genuinely had nothing. I was fortunate enough to have my partner who supported me. But other than that, I'd lost everything that I'd built up to that point. I was quite proud and then had to start again. So the whole time I was looking like, oh, I want to do the level one England boxing thing. But mentally, I weren't up to it. I knew mm. I wasn't. Mm. Whereas this program eases you into that it, it, in a completely different way. Uh, um, you know, it doesn't give you a, an intensive, it's not too intense. It's, it's you know, for me, I, I personally think it was the only way I could have got taken that first step onto the coaching ladder, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Um, so thank you again for the opportunity to no of course not mate no you, yeah. you put yourself out there you were the one that wanted to do it and stuff and and you've excelled through it haven't you like you took everything on as well like when we were doing like putting the different challenges and stuff like that to to put yeah a lot of the challenges to you to make it challenging and stuff you overcame every one didn't you we kept getting putting you in different scenarios moving you around like mm. from primary, secondary, um, yeah. the SEN schools, yeah. the community staff kept putting you in every different environment that we could. So you got a, a true feel yeah. to, to the whole community and yeah. every program that we did. And, you, and you've excelled at all of them. You've come over a lot of, lot of stuff, haven't you? And now, mm. now you're out there, you're fully competent, aren't you? I know. You're loving you in that. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. And I, and I love it. I don't, there's, there's nothing, I haven't done anything so far that's I don't know there will never be anything that will put me off boxing no that's right no but kudos to you mate from where you've come from do you know like the problems that you face and everything and then you you use this sport and coaching again to transform your life into where you are now so you've done a fantastic job haven't you that's um and and that's in the obviously the end goal is you know it well as far as I'll go I see myself being in um or being in coaching for the rest of my life. I don't yeah, see anything yeah. else. Because not uh, only coaching, obviously you've got into youth work as well, didn't you? Like when you, well, when yeah. just before you started with us, you were into your youth work. You still are a youth worker, aren't yeah. you? At the Horizon working with children with additional needs and stuff. How, how did that come about? How did you get that, into that? Again, that came about um, because I didn't, at the time, I just, pressure, any any pressure whatsoever, Wayne would just snap me in half. I just, mm. mentally, I couldn't do it. If you had called me up, you know, I was getting to the point, I, I weren't leaving the house. I, I couldn't even answer the phone sometimes because I was too embarrassed to talk to people. It was yeah. a very, very weird time. Um, and again, I had my partner that was, I knew that I had to work. I knew I wanted to go back to work because I knew what it can do for me mentally. Unfortunately, at the time, there's no easy way to put it. I was scared. 
yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. To be scared of, but it's men the mental health is a is a mad thing. Is mm. you can't explain it. Um, so I made that first step, and I said, right. I remember working. I'd done some volunteer work through the YMCA a long time ago when I'd been kicked out of school. I ended up going to. Uh, it was on, is it Cannon Lane? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, they're, where they're at the warehouse. That's the one, yes. Yeah. Mm. So um, I started doing now that. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I nearly went back there and just said, I'll, I'll move some furniture around for you. And there's a, before I knew it, there's a massive McDonald's there because I was yeah. gone for a while. And then, but um, anyway, so I called them up and I said, look, I'm very keen. I promise you, if I can come into work, I will work hard. Um, you know, I told them my problems. I said, look, I'm very sorry if this comes up, blah, blah, blah. You always feel the need to um, justify yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah, to tell you the truth, you truly don't. It's, it's nobody looks at you any differently. Nobody judges you. But in your head at that time, you're, you think hey, the world's against you. That's the truth of it. And mm. um, But no, the YMCA gave me an opportunity to volunteer. Um, and I did the same thing over there. Like you said, I took, I took on every opportunity. Everything was volunteer. I was, you know, I was happy to take on everything that they gave me because I don't, I don't want to go back down. I don't No, that's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go backwards. So the, for me, some people work differently for me working eight days a week, 25 hours a day. It's healthy. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you, keeps you occupied, doesn't yeah. it? It gives, it gives you a purpose, though, doesn't it? Because I expect, I expect when you're sat at home, like if you're sat on your, like that's the worst time, isn't it? Like when you're, you're on your own, you're sat on yep. the sofa or something, you've got to yep. be, you've got to be, um, got to be ticking over. You've got to have something yeah. to work towards. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I can do, I do the same though, to be honest. Well, I think yeah. that's just, I think that's like a working person or not working person, but, but um, someone who who has a fast brain or whatever, the um, that that happens. If I'm not if I'm not working or thinking about work or not, I say work, I don't work. I box like you know I'm a boxing coach. I don't mm. work. It's not work. It's life. No, but if yeah. I've not got nothing going on or nothing that I'm aspiring to do, then it becomes dangerous time for me as well because I've come. I come st uh, stagnate. I stagnate. Yeah. I just sit there and I start getting miserable and umpy. Like yeah, you've yeah. got to. Brain's got to be occupied at all times. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check up on you next week. Make sure yeah, you're no, right. <laughs> no, 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 I need a good rest, mate. Yeah, so I'll be all right. Now. I've got, got two kids running around that keep me occupied next yeah, week. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, that's right. So what's um? So what are your coaching goals then? Coaching goals. I mean, promoting um, uh, the benefits to the mental health is. Mm. That's well, like I said, my coaching goes if I, you know, I could, I will take it as far as I can. Yeah. You know, if I do end up coaching the next Muhammad Ali, so on down mm. the line, and so be it. All right. I have the dedication and the passion to do that. Um, but I'm quite, I'm sat, I am satisfied, but I do want more. You know mm. what I mean? It's, mm. I, I still have a fire, but I, I'm, I, as long as, like, you know, I believe you said to me once, if you can get one in every five kids doing something and moving, that's, that I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. I will keep pushing, I will keep going, and I will keep go moving forward, but if, 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 if um, that's what happens and I end up staying where I am doing what I'm doing, then so be it, because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm still happy. Yeah, as long as you're happy, that's right, that's it, that's it. It's what you strive to do, isn't it? Like, you know, it's... Yeah. It's what you what you strive for happiness and 
and how you wish for your coaching to be. You know, yeah, it's what, what you it. want out of your coaching because you have to make sure that you're happy as well, you know. It's, mm. um, no, that's, that's brilliant. So what benefits do you see? I know we've gone over a lot of this already, yeah. but like benefits like boxing in schools. What have you seen since you've been coaching in schools? What's the benefits that you've seen that it brings? It's... It's, it, like I say, it's phenomenal. It's the same as any other sport. Um, unfortunately, boxing has that stigma about it where it's a brutal sport. Mm. People, you know, people get brained and then you think to yourself, well, I don't really want to put my five-year-old in there doing that. But that's not what it's like. Mm. And I feel like people who have still got that archaic way of looking at it um, just won't accept it. Whereas a lot of schools now are accepting it. And we've been in primary schools. We've been in secondary schools. We've been in SEN schools. Mm. We've been everywhere. And... Um, the kids that do that go there benefit because, like I say, everyone thinks that we, that we I've actually had people come to me and ask me if, like, we get them to spar. Yeah. And think, I think we're in a, you know, we're not, we're not in a boxing club environment. We are in a school environment. We yeah. are there to teach them technique um, in, a, in a disciplined manner and, and basically get them moving, get them having fun. And, you know, so in terms of activity, very physically active, they're always moving. And they're always having fun. And that yeah, is it's very, it's very rarely. Like, I've, I've had lots of conversations with schools and stuff. Like, obviously, I come up against that all the time. Like, oh, we yeah. can't have them hitting each other. You, but they're no. not hitting each other. But it never happens. It, well, no, no, it's no, no, happened no. in my in my experience. I, I'm sure you've been around a lot longer. You've you've done it a lot longer. You know, it, in football. Kids run up to each other and take each other's legs out all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, Still, yeah. I've had more injuries playing rugby than I've ever had boxing. Absolutely. I think boxing, all I've had is yeah. uh, a little, well, I've had my nose busted and a couple of black eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. But rugby, I've done my knees, everything, my hips, yeah. my back, everything's yeah. busted. But the, um, but no, even in that time, you know, like in the time of coaching in schools, which I've been delivering programs in schools for seven years now. Um, I think in all that time, I think I have had to separate two two fights, maybe, yeah. where yeah. someone's like got the gloves on and attack someone yeah. else. Like in seven years, I reckon yeah. two 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 that I can think of off of the top of my head. Like it never happens because everyone understands what they're like. It's the discipline of the sport, yeah. and they all want to have fun. They're not there like you don't very rarely you see. You no, know, we always say in boxing, like if you get someone that's angry in boxing, they'll be taken out in seconds. Like, so, it, it literally, really. it's such a disciplined sport you where you have to be disciplined and calm yeah. to execute your techniques. If you're yeah. going there angry and swinging your arms left, right, and centre, the, the disciplined, skillful boxer will take you out in seconds because you leave yourself so open yeah, like, to, for everything. And people yeah. then, like when they come and start doing the boxing training at school, and that they start to learn that, and then you never see, you don't see. Don't see any aggressiveness. Like, is everyone smiling, having fun like that? Yeah. And then you get the reports that they go back into their classroom and they're behaving. They're not getting red cards and sent out to isolation. They're, they're actually getting on with their work. They're more because they've got rid of yeah. their negative energy. Absolutely. It's one of the pro. That's one of the big things that I'm mentioning to schools right now. Like with the current times, uh, we obviously we've lost a lot of schools. From the beginning of pandemic to what we've what yeah. we're starting with next week, um, and I'm talking to some schools, and it's it's evident that 
that okay i know we're all in strange times procedures have to be put in place but the procedures are very simple if you follow the simples as as you follow the guidelines as simply as you possibly can you don't need to create even more barriers which is i'm seeing in a lot of um like you just have to follow them as simply as they can put everything in place and it is very simple but there's a lot sport gets put to the back every time whenever there's something that's disruptive mm -hmm. sport is the first thing that is put to the back but whereas sport should be the, the first thing on the agenda because it brings so much benefits it's not about having fun and that you you get them kids at the beginning like, i love this daily mile that a lot of the schools do they do a daily mile around their school their school field or playground before they even sit down to do any lessons brilliant it, it gets rid of all the negative energy yeah. completely gets rid of it then the kids sit down they're ready to learn they're more engaged they're more focused yeah and like, oh, i think there's a in all the time of seven years doing schools i think i've come across one school that that does an hour's pe for every year group every day like it's one school that i've ever come across that does that and i said kudos to you i said i said i bet you don't have a lot of problems do you and he said hardly any because because yeah. they, they they make them physically active every day yeah. And, the, and that's certainly something that's lost a lot these years. I remember, um, well, to be fair, as I've always said, I was, I was quite active growing up, uh, even through my teenage years, doing what I was doing. I was still running a lot. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe for all the wrong reasons, but nonetheless, I was running. Mm. So I was always active. Um, and you, you, you just don't see it these days. You truly don't. I mean, I've got a lot of nieces and nephews, and I go out and I'm always fighting with them or I'm always kicking a ball about with them. Mm. So it's nice to see it like in your own little bubble kind of thing and your family's doing it and all the rest of it. But it's, you, want, you just want everyone to do it because it, you, you know the benefits, as you've already said, especially with boxing. Everyone thinks that oh, if, you, if you make little Johnny over there, punch the pads for 10 rounds, all he's going to do is go home and punch his yeah, sister. Punch for 10 rounds. Yeah, it's completely wrong. It, it, it does it the opposite. In a complete opposite manner. It truly does. Because little Johnny don't want to punch anyone no, anymore. No, he knows really when the right time yeah. is. He knows yeah. when the right time is. Like, you yeah. know, he doesn't want to do it with his mates. He wants to do it no. with coach. So, um, in terms of benefits in schools, um, I, I, I think it's one of the best things you could, you could possibly put in there. Um, mm. I, I personally, I would even have it as part of the curriculum. Yeah, no, we used to be. We're pushing yeah. for it. Like I'm working yeah. my, I work my socks off trying to get mm. it. Like I speak to a lot of, um, like PE, uh, like government PE organisations yeah. and stuff, and, and and I'm always pushing for it, but they just like they're just not people. Just yeah. they won't do it. But it used to be in the curriculum, but it's not now. But, yeah, but I mean, we're working our hardest. We don't need we don't need a governing body to 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 put it into the curriculum. Yeah. We just need schools to believe in the process and then bring it in themselves. And and that's where we stand and and do our delivery. We were doing a bloody good job of it up till the pandemic with 39 schools in the week just across Ken so we can push that and expand it even further because we were just about to expand like I, I said on previous podcasts like the aim this year was to hit 50 schools yeah. um, for the like a week that was the aim this year and we would have done that we'd have done that I had no doubt like we were growing and growing we had lots of interest and then then the pandemic hit and it spoiled everything didn't yeah. it but it spoiled not just us it spoiled everyone in in, in the world doesn't it so 
but yeah so so what have you learned since you joined the team so you came from the mentoring program you had all you learned everything all the coaching techniques all the programs how to deliver yeah. and everything like that but but the main learning is done on the ground like that's where the main learning is what have you done what have you learned since you've been part of the team number one patience mm. that's for sure um, and that's not with just behaviour, that's with um, technique breakdowns. Obviously, you know, naturally some people get it quicker than others and, mm -hmm. and the rest of it. So um, patience has been a big one for me because I've never really had that. Mm. Um, um, that's, that's probably the biggest one um, in terms of, yeah, the biggest game changer, if you like. Um, other than that, it's cooperation, working with the other coaches, doing things slightly differently, doing things the way I wouldn't do it, and then adapting it, getting great new ideas. Even the kids, you ask the kids, what do you want to do? You know, give them some sort of input to your session, and they come up with games, like they're doing games on the yeah. playground I've never heard of, and then you're like, I'm going to use that. That's right. Yeah, copy and steal everything. Um, yeah, do it. That's what I mentioned to you in all the training, yeah. wasn't it? Little Johnny would come in the gym and show yeah. you something that you've not seen. You think, oh, that'll work. I'll have that. Yeah, I'm having that, yeah. and I'll do, and I'll case. Mm. And, um, so it's, like you say, um, learning, just general learning. You never stop learning, whether it be from... Um, like say little johnny or a 50 year old andy yeah um, doing one of the box uh box i don't want to call it box fit what do i want to call it box <laughs> fitness box fitness. <laughs> yeah yeah so um but don't like, mind box fit it's just boxer size i don't boxes, like that's the one boxer size yeah wow send shivers down my spine as well mm. um but no so it, like you say you are I, every day i go out there i'm learning every single day whether it be, you know, I've, I've done things before that I thought, you know, when I get feedback from the kids, they haven't really enjoyed it. Don't worry, we won't do it again. We'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll That's right, yeah, you've got it. You, the the yeah. best part of community sessions is is having it led by the young people themselves because it's their sessions. We're just yeah. there to coordinate and, and, and deliver. Yeah. Um, if they you engage with them the right way that's how they'll stay engaged in the program is by them by them having ownership of the, the session and they and they give you the the um the heads up what they like and what they don't you know and yeah. um, do you know how we know that we're doing a great job is because we can't use gloves we can't use pads and yet we still have full sessions no, yeah, no. And right. this, is, no this, is, this is a big thing as well. Yeah. Like I've said to all you coaches, kudos, like you're doing a fantastic job, yeah. and that shows you exactly that. Do you know, like we've got we've got our boxing youth programs running, yeah. and at the minute, because of the guidance, we're not allowed to do pad work, so they don't even put the boxing gloves on no. or anything like that. But yet, we've still got 15s turning up every yeah. single week because you're engaging them and you're, and you're yeah. delivering a fun session and it's what they want, you know? Absolutely. And that, that, that to me tells me that, because I, I personally, like I say, I'm going back, now I'm taking myself back 10, 15 years, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not in anything today. Well, I'm not going to the session then. That's, no, that's right. That's yeah. my... That's my um, and also, it enhances you as a coach as well yeah. because you have to think about engagement and development um, strategies and, and techniques yeah. that you can do so you improve the young person all uh, all time. Same as what I do in the boxing gym. Yeah. I was talking to some other coaches um, that recently and, and he was really excited. He said, don't, don't get me wrong, yes, we miss 
our contact because it's a contact sport. We miss our pads, we miss our sparring. But what it's done is it's it's brought it back that you've got to get your coaching book back out and actually do some uh, coaching, yeah. like yeah. you know. So and it's been fun like that. Like in the club sessions, that yeah. I'm doing like we're do, we're doing lots of different skill based stuff that we mm. haven't done for a long time because you're always in competition prep. So you so it's enabled us to work on specific skill sets, which is great. You're going to have a load of boxers now from this this time, or with the best footwork you've ever seen. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. That's, yeah, right. that's, that's, one of the base, that's one of the biggest fundamentals I've been working yeah. on with my boxers, my, is, yeah. is their footwork. My, my coaching, I make it extremely footwork heavy because I personally think it's, you know, the art of boxing is to hit and not get hit. Mm. To me, I, I would say... Let's, let's try not to get hit first. Yeah. Then we'll do, then we'll do the hitting before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Footwork is so important. It, um, it, I think personally the most important, you know, all the other stuff. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of the defences and stuff, they, they, it's muscle memory. Mm. It? It's, it's muscle memory. Whereas with your footwork, especially if you are setting up certain shots at certain, you know, creating traps and all the rest of it, going into deep detail, mm. that is things that, all right, yes, it is so much, so, certain amount so far is muscle memory, but you also need to set those, like, set those traps. Yeah, you've got to learn how to do it, haven't you? And blocking, it's, That's it. If someone throws a punch yeah. at you, what do you automatically do? You move your head or you put your hands on <laughs> yeah, it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. But if you, but if, you, um, if you don't know how to use your feet, you're going to be in trouble. So it's um it's yeah, long, yeah. long ways. It's a long it's it's the best fundamental. It's the first thing that is always taught in a boxing gym mm-hmm. is your stance and how you move. Like that is a that is the basic fundamentals. If you can't do that, then you're gonna be in trouble because if someone comes chasing you and putting it on you and you can't move, you're in you're in you're in deep oh, deep shit, aren't you? It's, yeah, you're it's gonna get fun. caught out. <laughs> it gets you into range to, to score your shots and it gets you out yeah. to defend yourself. And that's yeah. it, and that's it. It's a massive Mm. Hopefully that'll be the difference because I know there's a lot of, um, like I said, on a lot of forums and there's a lot of coaches and stuff that haven't even opened their gym because there's no sparring or pads. And um, obviously that's the only, yeah. the only thing that they that they yeah. want to coach. So um, that's up to them. I'm glad they're not my boxing coaches, that's for sure. Because well, there's a lot more to boxing than just pads yeah. and sparring. No, I know. Um, <clears throat> it's, of course, it's a massive part of boxing. I believe, you know, I mean, some people... It's it's a weird one. Again, it's it's each to each individual, isn't it? Because um, going back to Nigel Ben, I believe that he never sparred. He never sparred. Or, no, or, of course he, he never. Did. Of course he did. No, he said that he'd never introduced it into his routines at all. Um, and then obviously when he got out in the ring, he went and did his thing out there. So oh, I don't know about that. I expect he sparred a lot. He was in the think, army for starters. They wouldn't yeah. have allowed him to not spar and then compete. I've also seen, definitely seen footage of him sparring Roberto Duran. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he used to do lots of sparring. They say they reckon Anthony Yard doesn't spar, but I reckon that's bullshit as well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like you say, it's it's. I suppose it's it falls apart and parts of the mental the mental games, doesn't it? If you like, like you know, mm. um, someone like Tyson Fury, it's something that he would come out with and say, you know, I haven't. 
I haven't been in a boxing ring for three years and then he'll come out and dazzle everyone because he's yeah, yeah. phenomenal. So they've all put them work behind the closed doors. They have to. You can't be that good and not 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 put it to practice. I think it's a very big, very big part of what a difference it can make in the ring. You ha- it's, mm. it's, it's, it sharpens your tools, doesn't it? That's yeah, it's the closest thing to the real yeah. thing, isn't it? So you've got to. You have to. There's no. I don't believe that when any of them say, "Oh, I haven't done any sparring," you just mm. like, well, if you hadn't done no sparring, you wouldn't be in the ring. It's not going to work. So then, just before we finish off then, mate, so where would you like to be in five years? Five years' time. um, Like you say, with a lot more coaching qualifications, um, get out there, getting a name for myself, Mm -hmm. um, just taking it as far as I could possibly go um, in terms of coaching. And then, obviously, the most obvious one, I just want to be happy. Yeah, and just just generally satisfied with everything that I'm doing, and good man. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, it's a cliche, but that's what it is. So yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. No, no, and there's no reason why you can't, mate. It's only it's all down to you. Yeah. If you want it, you'll get it. If you don't, you won't. It's simple no, as that. I'll, I'll I'll get it. <laughs> that's it, mate. Go out and get it. We yeah. support you all the way to what we can. Nah, that's fantastic. Um, no, it's been brilliant getting you on, Ant, and hopefully it's yeah. given a good insight to everyone that listens and that will come across you now because they'll know your background and what, what boxing's done and served for you So, yeah. and, and what it continues to do. So it, it, hopefully it'll resonate with a lot of people that, that why this sport is so great and um, mm. what you can achieve for it. So kudos to you, mate. You've come back from the brink all through for a sport, haven't you? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I genuinely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for boxing. Mm. So, mm-hmm. that's it keep keep continuing doing what you're doing my man yep thank you again for the opportunity thank no you problem. For the podcast. No. I can go back to bed now you can go back <laughs> to bed now yeah <laughs> alright mate All well right. brilliant speaking to you I'll catch you later pleasure see you thank later you mate cheers bye 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 Wow, so there you go. That was a pretty powerful podcast and listening to Ant's story, like how he's come back from the brink a couple of times and how boxing really has changed his life. So it's another story to show there that community sport and boxing, the power of boxing, is able to change people's paths and their life. So And he's turned into a fantastic little coach as well. So it's great to have him on the team and great to be helping him uh, continue his journey and fulfil his dreams as well. So if you could do us the great honour of rating and reviewing our podcast and sharing it with all your friends because we, we love to build a bigger audience and, um, and all the rates and reviewing will help us do this and take us to a wider audience. That'd be fantastic. Now, if you'd like to follow our work, our, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk and on Facebook, we have a page and a group where it's uh, Olympia Boxing CIC. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Olympia Boxing. So guys, hope you enjoyed this and we look forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. Take care, have fun. Thank you.